Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I'm joined by my favorite gal pal, Tara. Hey, spooksters. We've finally done it, guys. We have come to the ninth and fucking final episode of Inventing Anna, <laughs> named Dangerously Close. Oh my god. This... We're not going to know what to do. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what do we do next? I don't know. Just my life has become obsessed with Anna Sorkin, who, girl is crazy. Girl is crazy. But yeah. So today is the episode where we talk about the court and all the fucking shenanigans that this girl puts people through. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> this, I will say that, like, I've talked about this with several people, and it is definitely polarizing people's opinions. Some people are like, oh my God, the way it ended, like, in the jail cell when she's having that moment, she's breaking down. It's crazy. It's amazing. And then other people are like, I really like, I don't like how it ended. I was like, it ended how it ended in real life. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my God. Someone was like, they should have written a better ending. And I'm like, they can't because she's a real person. <laughs> Right? This is real life. I know it's entertaining, but this really happened. That's like totally un- uh-uh, semi-related. I get, I don't know if anybody else does, but I get really bothered when people are like, I don't like listening to unsolved true crime case podcasts. I only like listening to solved ones. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. What the fuck? Like, I don't, my brain doesn't understand it. Like, I don't, ugh. I don't get that. I don't get that at all. I don't get it. Side note to listeners and to Tara, I just put my hair up in a bun for the first time since I got my extensions, and now I know what real people feel like with real hair, and not my baby buns. Yay, welcome to the bun club. Welcome to having a full bun and not just Tara knows. If you've ever seen me in real life and I have my hair up in a bun, my bun looks like a little like toddler bun because my <laughs> hair is so like yeah. fine. Now nah, I have full hair. Sorry, guys. You, you had to live this moment with me. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> anyway, so we are going to dive right in. Again, if, you're, if you want to recap it with us, you can. We're using the vulture.com recaps of this to kind of go over it. Like I said, this episode is when Anna goes to court. And this, like throughout this whole series, Anna has been up to her shenanigans and court is no different. Like on her first day of court where she fucking refuses, refuses to show up because the clothes they provided her were not suitable. They're too ugly. Wow. 
Literally, she's like, I would rather go to prison than wear those. I was like, I get that, like, people have, like, fashion standards, but, like, though they weren't that bad. They weren't that bad. No. They were, like, normal fucking clothes. Exactly, but she's above that, apparently, so, you know. Mm-hmm. The court, the, the thing is with this court case is that Todd, her attorney, was like, look, we have to go in and basically say you were nowhere near getting the, the money. You getting this wasn't a possibility ever. Like, Anna was like, I had rented a space. I had all of this shit. I was, like, ready to go, right? Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that if Anna was close to it, getting this, and not just, like, a naive dreamer who this was a goal of hers, if she was doing it purposely and getting close, it showed she had intent and that Everything she did was malicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because Todd needs to paint Anna as this like naive dreamer who's never coming close because then it shows intent, which shows she had malice behind it because she was actually defrauding and committing these crimes. If she was just a dreamer trying to like get this and she didn't actually, if she didn't actually stand a chance, then it's just all a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Anna is like, absolutely tells Todd do not do this. I don't want this to be the narrative when you talk to the court. And for the most part, he doesn't. He gets all the way through to like, you know, last remarks, the, that final plea to the jury before he brings it up. And I think if he had brought it up earlier in the case, it probably would have helped him. But oh, for sure. He needed Anna to cooperate. And he knew, like, if he did day one walk in and was like, Anna Delvey was never going to get this money, was never going to open this club, it was just a pipe dream, Anna would have melted down. Because Mm -hmm. Anna melted down because she couldn't freaking have clothes she wanted to wear. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, Vivian and Neff and all of these people have to, like, run out and get Anna clothes her first day of there. One of the court dates that she goes in, Vivian is thinking ahead. because Vivian. Even though she's written the article and she's done and she's gone to like Germany and she's done all this thing, like she's still very invested in this. She's super invested in this case still. And so she goes into her closet and she pulls out like clothes. So there's this like famous white dress that she wears that everyone is like, oh my God, it's like this pretty kind of like, if it's what I'm remembering, it's like a peasanty white dress, mm-hmm. like a frilly. And then she has like a black satin ribbon essentially around her neck. And I just always thought it was funny because Anna was like, I'm so about the fashion and the label. And then it probably was something that Vivian bought at Target. Right. (laughs) And I was like, good for her. So Vivian is still kind of like, she's still in the picture because she's telling the story. Now, Neff is in in this because Neff is secretly running the Anna Delvey Court fashion Instagram account where she's like taking pictures and it's becoming kind of like a sideshow. What will she wear tomorrow? People are showing, people are interested in this case. So it's definitely interesting. Now I'm going to skip ahead a little bit because I want to talk about Rachel. Oh, God, yes. (laughs) Now, part of her criminal charges that Anna was facing is that she had, in fact, kind of stolen or made her friend. The whole $65,000 thing Mm -hmm. on the company credit card and whatnot. And this is kind of an interesting storyline because they get her up on the stand 
you know, the prosecution does a really good job of like asking Rachel really good questions, making sure that Rachel is coming across very like you want to give her sympathy. You want Rachel, you want to feel sorry for Rachel. Her friend convinced her to go to Monaco or Morocco or wherever. I can't remember now. And now she's out the $65,000 that could have lost her her job. Her livelihood could have, you know, gotten her thrown into a, a foreign prison, blah, blah, blah. And then during cross-examination of Rachel, Todd puts the screws to her. Mm-hmm. And it comes out that Rachel is the one who called the tip line. Now, if you remember, Casey was on Rachel's side. Casey was the trainer and had kind of flopped to Rachel's side in support and like thrown away her friendship with Neff. And, you know, Rachel was like, or me. And Casey was like, I got mm-hmm. you, girl. I'll give you motivational quotes. We'll get through this together. <laughs> and it's interesting because after the court case, when basically Rachel is made to look like an idiot, she's literally made to look like everything was taken care of. Like you weren't fired. Everything was like handled, blah, blah, blah. When Rachel leaves and she's upset and she's crying and she's trying to like find her way out and she runs into Casey on the staircase outside of court. Casey asks her, like, you didn't lose your job. She's like, no. And she's like, what happened with what happened with the money? And apparently Amex just made it disappear. Yep. Because it's Condé Nast and they're like a big fucking deal. And if Condé Nast says, hey, there was fraud on this account, I'm sure it just goes away. Which is probably why they were mad at her in the first place is because they could have probably taken care of it immediately instead of having it sit on their books for five months mm-hmm. or however long it was and you instantly see that like neff is right because the remember at the beginning of the series neff calls rachel out for wearing the clothes that anna bought her and just acting like it and it all comes out that the reason that anna got arrested is because rachel was part of the sting operation right and rachel kind of loses all her friends And Rachel kind of seems like the person in real life who she wants to be part of the cool kids club. She gets in with these people, but then doesn't want to take any responsibility for saying yes so much. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, Rachel didn't have to go on the vacation. Rachel didn't have to put her card down. Rachel didn't have like Rachel could have literally called her employer and be like, I'm stuck here. Can I use my company card to pay my what I owe? And then can I come home? I'm going to book a flight home. A hundred percent. Casey left. They just needed someone to be accountable for it. Exactly. Rachel could have been like, Anna, you got us into this situation. You take responsibility for it. Right. The $65,000, that's on you. Yeah. And she did it. And then she wants to play what was like, oh, no, poor me. And I know that some people might really hate that about me that I like don't feel sorry for Rachel but like I don't feel sorry for people who sit around and like go like they go with the flow and then all of a sudden when accountability happens they're like oh I I didn't know Mm -hmm. playing dumb and shit yeah right and also here's a piece of advice for someone whether that is just hanging out with someone dating someone whatever it is if you go somewhere with someone, even if it's simple out to eat, you just go into Taco Bell. Always have the money to pay for mm-hmm. yourself. Always have the money to pay for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
even if like when I go on a date and a guy is like, oh, I got your dinner. I always order according to what I can afford. One, I think it's respectful. And two, if I want to pay for my own, like if I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I'm not feeling this and I want a separate check. I can pay for my, my own meal. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is the same thing if you go on a vacation with someone. If you go on a vacation with someone and they're like, oh, I'll pay for it, there's a chance that something might come up. Like, right. what if their car broke down? What if something like happened and they needed to, they needed the money right away? If, I mean, there's been times in my life where like people like, I've gone on trips or something like that and I've paid up front and then someone's paid me back immediately. That's mm-hmm. how you do that. Right, exactly. What you don't do is go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on an all-expenses-paid trip to a very luxurious area and then be poor me when I get myself in a situation I can't afford. Right. Granted, Anna is still trash for, like, being like, whatever, I don't care. Mm -hmm. But, like, Rachel put herself in this situation. Oh, 100%. Yes, yes, yes. There's my weird rant. I have no sympathy because not only did she get no consequences, like she kept her job, the credit card people wiped it out. She profited off this situation, too. Like, don't forget that she in real life did write a book and she I'm pretty sure she got paid for the Netflix series as well. Yes. So, yeah, that and the article, the op ed piece that she wrote, she got paid for that. Everything that she has done has monetized. And that's what Todd brought up in court was like, you were paid for this. It's not like poor little white girl sitting up there Mm -hmm. eating ramen because I can't afford because I'm paying $65,000 back to my employer. Also, I'm pretty sure that that piece circulated enough sales for them and revenue that the $65,000 didn't matter. Exactly. So, yeah. So that's kind of how court goes. The rest of court really isn't anything crazy. It's people testifying, saying like, yeah, I met with her, that kind of shit. Now, at the end of closing statements, and, you know, Todd spills out the whole, Anna was never close. Anna's pissed. Oh, I I also forgot this one thing. There was a moment during this that they needed, oh my God, I didn't, I forgot this part. Neff gets her friend who's a stylist, to style Anna. Oh, I forgot about that, too. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. That's how she gets all the fancy, fancy outfits. Yes. And, I mean, it doesn't last that long because, obviously, no. she can't pay. And this whole thing is about her brand, is that Anna is an elite, an elitist, that she has more money than God and the Pope combined, and that, you know, she's going to... Her brand is like elite, elite, elite. And when things don't go her way, she shuts down and cries. And that's where like the white dress came in is because her stylist was like, I, I'm, I can't. Mm-hmm. And she definitely used the words like, my father will, do- my father will like wire the money. <laughs> and so then we get to the point where closing arguments have been made. Everything is done. Anna's back in her, Anna's back in the holding cell and she is pissed. She is like, if you haven't watched this, you need to stop listening right now and go watch the final episode. Because mm-hmm. this scene alone, it really makes me question if this is correct to recollection. Like, I'm assuming Todd or whoever his real name sat down, you know, sat down with Netflix and, like, explained this. 
Anna may have a personality disorder of some sort. Because the truth is, and I'm not saying that as like, I think I know it all, but like just look, watching what happened, she went from like calm and collected to fucking irate to calm and collected. Like my father will wire the money. Everything will be fine. I'm this. And she like works herself up again. And it's just really this like watching her hit this, this, this pattern. Like mm-hmm. it goes back to like when she was at Paris Fashion Week. And she has that meltdown because they get locked out of their hotel room. And then you flash forward to Anna in the jail cell just having this, like, complete and total meltdown. You know, Todd calls her out on it and is like, you don't have anyone. There is no daddy's wiring me money. There's none of that. You're you're a con artist. We know this about you, Anna. And that's what makes the relationship between Anna and Todd so interesting is like Todd knows all of this. Mm-hmm. He has seen the con-, the con artist that she is, and he still chooses to like be around it. And you kind of get this like moment where you don't know if Anna believes her own lies or she's just trying one last time to win him over to believing her. Oh, uh, shit. I feel like she just believes her own just her own lies and stuff. I feel like she's in such like wrapped up in this delusion so much. Honestly. Oh, I agree. And I guarantee her doing this Netflix thing like just added fuel to the fire for that. Right. And Julia Garner, who plays Anna, she did a phenomenal job at this oh, moment. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because... Basically, Anna just doubles down and sticks to her lies. But she's like, you know what? It's fine. And when she is basically found guilty, which she is found guilty of eight counts out of the 10 and is sentenced to four to 12 years in prison, which is like what she was kind of facing. When she's like this, she's not even that mad. And that's the crazy part about this. I would have thought she'd been pissed, but she wasn't even that mad because what she says is that the jury saw her and they saw she was dangerously close, like dangerously close to getting what she wanted, which means that she's not a dumb socialite. She's a mover. She's a shaker. She's a, she's a deal maker. She's the she's what she says she is. And that's why they found her guilty. I mean, granted, the things that she fa- was found guilty of were like not paying her hotel bills. <laughs> yeah, girl, that's not a mover and a shaker. That's. <laughs> You just are a fucking idiot. It's just, it's crazy. And one of the weird things is, is like, so after the trial, after the closing remarks and everything, before Todd goes to see Anna, he and his wife were leaving to go on vacation with their family. And there had been this whole thing where like, Todd had been so wrapped up in this case that his wife was getting mad, which I kind of was like a little irritated at because like, his wife is like a legacy attorney. Like she, her dad was a successful attorney. She's a successful attorney. And Todd just like, I'm out here making it like trying my hardest, Mm -hmm. which I was kind of like, why doesn't he work for his father-in-law? It's not a very nice father-in-law. Maybe a pride thing. I don't know. I would have been like, fuck this, fuck this bologna sandwich eating shit. No, I know. But I like, I'm just like trying to think like why he wouldn't maybe like he wanted to do it on his own type of thing. Oh, I assumed that it was the father-in-law didn't want him to be part of it. Oh, yeah. There's also that. Yeah. Like, that's the way I looked at it. It was that the father-in-law was like, you're not good enough for my daughter. I don't like that you married her. I'm not going to fucking employ you. And like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, kind of perpetuate this thing I don't like. So, yeah. But 
they like literally leave the courthouse and Don is like, I can't go. I just can't go. And he goes back into Anna and, you know, she's all mad and leaves. And I was kind of like, really? Your husband's biggest fucking court case? And you're going to be like, hmm, we can't leave tomorrow on our trip. Right. Like, what the fucking shit is that? Like, Todd, I'm sorry you're married to a woman who, like, can't support you emotionally in your profession. I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people saw it as like, oh, well, he was choosing Anna over his family. No, his fucking wife chose a vacation over her husband's career. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Just going to put that straight out there. (laughs) Anyway, so Anna gets her time. And just so that you know, Anna's going through some shit right now. We'll talk about that in in a moment. That's kind of how the the series ends, is that Anna gets... She was released from prison in 2021 and then was picked up by ICE for overstaying her visa, which is what she's currently, like, now in, in jail for. She did the Call Her Daddy podcast from prison. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we know that at the end, Rachel, Tara mentioned, sells her story. She writes a book. She, you know, she does her thing. The Vivian character is actually inspired by Jesse Pressler. She goes on. She's having a career and whatnot. So, yeah, I just, to me, it's just really, it's just really interesting how, mm-hmm. like, obviously some of this was dramatized. Well, yeah. Right. But a lot of it's extremely true. Like, it's just a crazy story. Right. And the thing is, like, you typically hear of these things like, oh, back in, like, the 1920s when, like, it was easy to commit identity fraud. And you could just be like, I'm a rich, wealthy woman and I'm going to write checks and hopefully no one catches that they're bouncing and I'm going to move from city to city. You know, like, I could see where fraud would be easy then, even into, like, the 90s. But mm-hmm. now, one, with all of the social media that's out there, all of, like, the fact that it does not take that long to, like, contact somebody in a different country. And most banks, even, like, foreign banks, have, like, 24-hour hotlines that you can call to get help. Unless it's, like, this really tiny, rural, small bank, which, why would you have millions of dollars in that bank? Right. You'd be floating the whole fucking bank. <laughs> don't don't do that so yeah to end the episode we will do the lifestyles of the rich and famous which we do at the end of all of these episodes the anna-ism for this episode is anna's pep talk to todd's son i think it's like when todd and his wife are fighting she, she says people give other people money for all sorts of reasons guilt and love are the two biggest you've got both you should ask for the moon and i was like oh geez you're corrupting children. <laughs> right. The wink, wink, nudge, nudge of this this particular recap is that if you want to, Anna's court Instagram is still active. You can go look at it. It's a real thing. Yeah. It is at Anna Delvey Court Fashion. Oh, I'm going to have to go look at that. the actual name. I didn't even so, bother trying to look. <laughs> oh, it's, it's literally in the article. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have to. I think I did look it up when I was, like, reading this originally. I was like, oh, this is real? Oh. Yeah, no. So you can actually see her, and you can see that when you look at the real Anna Delvey slash Anna Sorkin, there's definitely, like, a difference in who portrayed her, for sure. So 
yeah, that kind of wraps it up. I mean, I we will figure out when she, you know, goes through her ICE trial now, I guess, whether she's being deported. We don't know yet. Yeah, because it was it like out. she was supposed to, but then they didn't. So I mean, here's the I thing. I don't know. She's famous now. And the longer they keep her in prison, the longer that the more people are entertained. And it's also a really high profile case. So getting like a court, getting that in court is harder. We see that with like big profile cases that like someone's been arrested and it takes years to get them to court. And also Mm -hmm. like our immigration, like ICE is inundated. So they're probably like, this girl can sit and wait for a bit. She fine. There are people who've been here longer. waiting so i don't know i'm laughing it's sad that there are people there longer but you guys get what i'm saying yeah anyway with that we're gonna go ahead and sign off and we will be back on monday with another episode bye guys bye